to the Birth Strong Podcast, a podcast for women who know you are stronger than you think and who want to experience an empowered pregnancy, birth, and postpartum period. I'm your host, Alyssa Crandall. The Birth Strong Podcast celebrates your ability to make decisions in alignment with your educated mindset, using confidence that your body was made for birth, making decisions that will help you change your birth from something that is done to you to something you can feel empowered by and fully involved in. The Birth Strong Podcast is a production of Birth Strong Doula Services. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Hey, hey, sweet friend. I am a mom of four boys and two angel babies. And I'm a birth doula working both in private practice and partnering with a local hospital in my state. I love all things pregnancy, birth, and nursing, and I hope to use this podcast to encourage you in whatever stage of motherhood you are going through, sharing birth stories, labor tips, birth education, and just truly becoming a tribe that wants to encourage and support you. I want to welcome you to episode four of my pain management series. In this episode, we will focus on breathing and how we can use breathing as a type of pain management by managing our breathing and by figuring out um, what kind of breathing is best in what part of labor. It's important to focus on breathing. So why focus on breathing? Deep breathing can alter your brain waves in positive ways, increase your relaxation responses, decrease your stress hormones, decrease blood pressure, and increase oxygen levels in your bloodstream. Breathing is a more common relaxation or pain management technique. Maybe more people have heard of. Um, they might have heard of Lamaze. But I want to look at why breathing is so helpful in labor and how we can use it most effectively. When a birthing person is in labor, the time to really start paying attention to breathing would be when they're having a hard time focusing during a contraction and they have to actually stop walking or stop doing whatever it is that kind of has worked for them so far in the labor. That would be a good time to start thinking about the importance of breathing. At this point, then breathing and moaning in a steady rhythm can help mom relax, especially if she learns to release tension when breathing out. This becomes an attention-focusing aid in itself after practicing it. You don't have to practice it all the time. It just needs to be practiced a couple times before labor begins to start to get the hang of it and to understand it better and why it's important. Rhythmic breathing and moaning can be calming when there's a lot of turmoil around, so especially in the hospital setting where you can't necessarily control your environment quite the same as you can maybe at a home birth or in a birth center. But then also, of course, those of you that have had a home birth or think about a home birth and maybe have other children, that can be very turmoil-inducing sometimes to have other children around. So there can be different types of turmoil that breathing and moaning can help calm. Rhythmic breathing and moaning may help a mom know she has some measure of control over her responses to each contraction. Even though she can't control her uterus's contractions, her uterus response to the contractions, anything like that, 
she at least understands that she has some measure of control over those responses that she does, which is breathing in, breathing out. If a mom is tense, it is much easier to hyperventilate. So just keeping that rhythmic breathing and moaning can help avoid the chances of that and also just keep her calm in general. What's wonderful about breathing is that it's always available to the birthing person, even when medical situations and conditions, environmental or otherwise, make other comfort measures unavailable, whether due to an epidural or just whatever medical condition that the mother has. And then again, like I said, whatever environment they're in, they always have breathing available to them in their birth. It's easiest to utilize this well if it is practiced ahead. You only need a few practice sessions to master this. You don't have to be doing it your entire pregnancy. So if you're farther along in your pregnancy, it's okay. You just need to practice a couple of times so that you get comfortable with your own breath. If you're doing things like yoga already or things that work on bre deeper breathing, then you'll already be one step ahead as far as being more intentional about your breathing. If you're a partner, I want you to remember that your own relaxation is contagious and it will help the birthing person to relax if you can relax. If you can visually relax and breathe, then it will help them to see and be reminded to do the same. And just a little side note, remember to check your breath if you're the helping person because you might have bad breath and it'll really throw off the birthing person if it's bothering them. So a little technique I always do or a little tip I always do as a doula is that I always bring some gum or some mints along with me, either for myself or for anybody else in the room that maybe feels self-conscious about their breath or maybe it's bothering the birthing person. Another thing to remember is that as the partner of the birthing person, Sometimes you have to remember that they might not want you to speak a lot at a certain time if they're really concentrating. And so if you can, ahead of time, maybe have some hand signals to remind them to breathe, sometimes that's useful if they really are appreciating calm and quiet and they don't necessarily want you to speak in those moments. You can remind them to breathe just with a visual signal of your hand rising and falling gently or Touching them in a certain place, like on their shoulder, sometimes that can remind them to breathe if that's something you kind of figure out ahead of time between the two of you. So now what does this breathing actually look like? Asking a mother to audibly inhale deeply as a contraction starts will help clue in the labor team. So we can all be on the same page if your doula, if your partner, if your nurses understand that you're going to take this specific kind of breathing whenever your contraction starts. So you would begin that contraction as you start to feel it filled by just audibly inhaling. We'll all know that you're kind of going back into concentration mode and we'll give you that space and that quietness that you need if that's what you need. And remember that when you remember to breathe for your contraction, it will help interrupt the transmission of the pain signals to your brain, and it'll stimulate your endorphins or your natural pain-relieving hormone. It'll eventually help you feel like labor is more manageable if you can get into a really nice rhythm where you let the 
my brain team know that that's what you're doing, that you're breathing, because now it's the tough part, the harder part, the more focusing, the time to focus more in your during your contraction. And then you give your own body your signal that you can let go of that tension. Abdominal breathing will, can be worked into your daily life. Um, so even a, just a few minutes of this every once in a while can help you understand how to breathe during labor. And abdominal breathing is simply if you just lay on your back on the floor for a couple of minutes um, and practice breathing to where you can really see your whole abdomen rise and fall as you breathe, then you'll understand where in your lungs you need to go to breathe when you're sitting up. So it's not like you always have to be on your back to do it, but just when you start to understand what that breathing looks like, you can start by being on your back, and then you can place your hands on your abdomen and just take a deep breath. And if your abdomen is able to rise your hand, or lift your hands up, then you will know that you're kind of breathing in the right space and space that will make a lot of room in your diaphragm that will help cue your body into your concentration. And it'll just help you continue to bring that oxygen in for your baby and for yourself. Working abdominal breathing into your daily life, even for a few minutes, can help alter your brain waves in a positive way. Increase your relaxation response, decrease your stress hormones, and decrease your blood pressure. And then, like I said, increasing your oxygen levels and your baby's oxygen levels, which will in turn lead to a help, healthier labor and birth. Now, during actual labor, early labor breathing versus active labor breathing versus pushing, the pushing stage breathing are going to look very different. In the early labor stage, you can do the deeper breathing because it's easier to breathe. You don't have as much intense feeling. So that's a good time to be practicing your your breathing for when you get into more active labor. So it's in through your nose, out through your mouth, and then a pause. It's good to do this pause just so that you don't begin to, as soon as you exhale, then you're gulping for breath again. You just train yourself to pause, to sit in the moment, to let your oxygen sit in there. So it's good to pause throughout. So then again, in through your nose, out through your mouth, and then also to think about a certain point in your body that you want to relax each time. So one time it might be your shoulder, and so you go in through your nose, out through your mouth, and then you remind yourself, shoulders down, or your partner can remind you, shoulders down, Then it, or touch that place on you. You don't have to say it out loud if that doesn't feel good to you at the moment. You just have them touch you in the different spots. So if they touch your shoulder, think about lowering your shoulders, relaxing your shoulders, letting the tension melt out of your shoulders. Then next, you might think about your neck. So you'll breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, take a pause, and think about relaxing your neck. What does that look like? Am I holding tension in my neck right now? Maybe you're finding yourself bracing against each contraction. So you're kind of stiffening and holding your abs in and just really clenching against the contraction feeling. 
So then you will take your breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. And then you will think about relaxing your abdomen, your back, whichever part is the next part you want to think about. Then once you get into more active labor, you're going to want to purse your lips possibly when you blow out. So you're still going to try to still take a longer breath. You're not going to do as shallow a breath as um, in in more the pushing phase. You're going to still to try, try to do your deep breathing, especially if it's working for you. Um, but then maybe in order to really physically let go of some of that tension you're feeling, you purse your lips and you kind of even... Or sometimes people get more vocal and moany um, and really vocalize their ex- exhalation of breath. Then as you get closer to your pushing stage, your breathing is going to become much more shallow. So just shorter in and out. And you can remind yourself to pause potentially if that helps you, but still in and out, in and out, whatever's working for you. Some There are a few people that really still do the deep breathing and are just doing well in that, but a lot of people want to sort of switch over when it gets real intense at the very end to um, a little bit more of a shallow breathing. And this is more of a blowing or a panting lightly during, especially their urges to push if maybe they've been asked not quite push yet, they're maybe not quite complete, they feel a little pushy, but they're not quite complete as far as 10 centimeters dilated, or um, babies maybe not come down quite far enough, they just want it to descend just a little more, just wait, or just let baby stretch a little bit more in there, stretch the perineum and all that, and so they want you to kind of stop on on the pushing and like trying to hold your breath and all that and kind of pushing against that then you would want to do the panting lightly and just sort of resist that urge to push. So you just kind of find your rhythm then in a blowing or a panting rather than bearing down or trying to allow your body to push as much. It just really gives you time to stretch around your baby. You just have to remember that um, when you get to the pushing stage, rhythm is just not as important as it is in the early and active stages. Um and that the urge to push will guide you to what you need to do. And then just to remember um, that holding your breath, like is often encouraged still in a lot of hospitals, is not necessarily um, very productive and helpful. Research has actually shown that using forceful, prolonged breath holding during the pushing phase may exhaust the mother, like overly taxingly too much. That may cause distress to the baby. Um, we see this a lot actually in hospital births where there's a lot of directed pushing and ho- breath holding. They start to see the the heartbeat dropping low, and baby seems to be. You hear them say, "Baby's in distress." A lot of times it's just the oxygen levels, and a lot of that actually does come from breath holding. So remembering not to hold your breath is really good, and you remember that. When you deplete your own oxygen, you're decreasing oxygen for your baby. Another result that you can see often in uh, prolonged breath holding is it can actually cause extreme stretching of the pelvic floor muscles and the ligaments that support the mother's bladder and uterus. 
So it can lead later to bladder and bowel problems for the birthing person. So there's other things to do besides directed pushing. There are cases when they really have to get baby out fast, and so there's some directed pushing that needs to happen. But in general, you really need to just learn how to breathe through your contractions when you get to the pushing part. You do more of that panting breathing. And then find that place that you're aiming for the push and not using the holding, just the holding of breath to push. Because all that does is blow your blood vessels in your face, in your eyes, and cause the decrease in oxygen all throughout your body. If you actually practice first breathing in, and then when you exhale, more of a clenched teeth, not hard clenched because you don't want to hurt your jaw, but just kind of a you can push while still exhaling. So you don't have to have a breath hold per se. You can still exhale as you're bearing down. So it's interesting that you don't necessarily have to stay with a holding breath in order to make a very useful push. Another thing that can be helpful is in the pushing process when you feel that contraction building, take a breath in and out two to four times before letting before the contraction is totally built up, and then that's when you can do the more strenuous pushing action. So just really getting that oxygen built up before you start into the push itself and letting that contraction build. That's all throughout labor, how to breathe, but I just want you to remember that the key is to keep breathing and to find your own rhythm in your labor. No one else knows the rhythm that will work best for you for breathing. So you might find that the long and deep abdominal breathing is exactly the thing that you need to get you through and to remind yourself that you can do this. And if that isn't working for you, try something else. Try a little bit of more short breath, but very regular or still taking a pause in between exhale and inhale. Just Work with your body and figure out what feels good to you. And only good things can happen as you work more on your breathing because breathing equals oxygen and oxygen equals um, a progressing labor in a healthy direction. As long as you and baby have good oxygen, you're both going to have a much better result if you both are getting the oxygen that you need to get through labor and birth. I hope you found this podcast helpful for you and just informative and learning a little bit more about taking charge of your own birth. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me at birthstrongdoula on Instagram if you just type that in. Also, you can find me on Facebook if you type in birthstrong. You'll find a page for my doula page. And you can reach out to me with a message there and ask questions if that if you have any questions regarding any of the things I've mentioned in this podcast. Or if you just uh, have a, a different question about birth that you want to chat with me about, feel free to reach out to me. Or if those options aren't accessible to you, you can always email me at birthdoulasd at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you just want to chat about birth. Again, thank you for listening to my podcast. I really appreciate you, and I hope you have a great birth experience.